0: Welcome, foolish mortals, to All Hallows Always, where
1: one night of Halloween just isn't enough.
0: We're back. We're your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Emily. And we're here to guide you through the cold, wintry days.
1: There are just 299 days left until Halloween.
0: Sorry about the radio silence for the last couple of weeks. We had some technical difficulties first week, and then second week it was the holidays. So we were kind of taking a little bit of a hiatus. But we're back now for the brand new year. Happy 2016, everybody. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year. That was on December 22nd. So now we are actually in real winter, even though it doesn't feel like it here in North Carolina. (laughs) We've had a very warm season so far. Now it's starting to get a little bit colder. And so with the cold and the dark comes lots of cold and dark things. And cultures all around the world have developed their own mythology and folklore to go along with the winter season there's everything from monsters to myths about gods and deities there is all sorts of stuff and that's what we wanted to get into tonight is the darkness of the winter time and how that's affected people we talked a little bit about krampus before on the last episode when we discussed the movie and we talked about how that version is different from the traditional version of the krampus what he actually is and represents, and we wanted to talk about that, as well as some other stories. We'll start with The Origins of Winter, and that story in Greek mythology is the story of Proserpina, or Persephone, in Roman mythology. Do you know that story?
1: I know most of that story. That was, let's see, Persephone was a beautiful girl who... Hades mm-hmm. is the version I know. Fell in love with her, and she ended up having to being forced to live in hell with him. Is that correct?
0: Uh, essentially, yes. Okay. Proserpina was the daughter of Ceres, the goddess of the harvest, okay, and grain, and the hearth. And Hades or Pluto, depending on which one, fell in love with Proserpina. And uh, came up while they were out in the field one day. She and her mother. And stole her away and took her down to the underworld and yes made her his wife Ceres was so distraught she basically fell asleep for six months and when she fell asleep the harvest all died the world grew cold the hearth fire went out in the world and that's where winter came from that in itself is a pretty terrifying story
1: so they had winter for six months
0: well roughly because okay. it gets cold. It starts getting cold. That's the, the autumn. Okay. And then it gets very, very cold. That's the winter. And then in the story, Zeus sends Hermes down to make a deal with Hades so that he lets Proserpina come back up to the overworld for half the year. Okay. And that is spring and summer. Gotcha. But in modern day terms, that'd be pretty scary. You know, some creepy old dude rolls up, steals your daughter, and takes her away for half the year.
1: Yeah. That's terrifying. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty awful. So as you can see, winter has had a profound impact on people's psyches and minds mm-hmm. since written history began. And it's brought about some pretty terrifying things, too. Like Krampus. Uh, this is uh, probably a little later than the Greek and Roman mythology. Maybe 500 years Later, Mm -hmm. And Krampus rose out of the pagan traditions and then was appropriated into Christian iconography in Meso-Europe area, what eventually became Germany. He has the appearance of, uh, well, kind of a Greco-Roman faun, a really big one, half man, half goat. And he's got these demonic facial features. Uh, The classic rendition of him has a really long tongue Mm -hmm. that he uses to lash children with his tongue. Talk
1: about a tongue lashing. Right? Wow. Pretty
0: bad. (laughs) But he when when he became appropriated into the Christian tradition, they kind of paired him up with Santa Claus. Now, in the movie that we talked about the other time, the last episode, he is kind of the anti-Santa where he's Santa's shadow or he's the evil Christmas spirit where Mm -hmm. Santa is the good Christmas spirit and that's not how he actually began he began more as a saint nicholas's sidekick and he would go right alongside with him and santa would give presents and candy to the good kids and krampus would give lumps of coal and bundles of sticks to the bad kids the bundles of sticks would then be used by their parents to spank their kids Mm -hmm. you know like you do It was then taken from that and evolved into this big thing in European countries. Now, there is a celebration called Krampusnacht, Mm -hmm. which is on the 6th of December. I thought it was on the 5th. Uh, The movie came out on the 5th because the 5th was a Friday, and movies come out on Fridays. But the the, the celebration, Krampusnacht, is on the 6th.
1: But I thought that Krampusnacht was on the 5th. Yeah, the Feast of of St. Nicholas Nicholas is is
0: on the 5th. No. Is on the 6th. The, fe- <laughs> the Feast of St. Nicholas is on the 6th. Right. The preceding Evening is, is on the 5th. December 5th. Well, there you go. I was proven wrong. <laughs> Darn you. <laughs> anyway, on Krampus Noct Now, it is an excuse for late teenagers to early adult guys to get wasted and dress up like the Krampus and run them up through the streets. Fun. Yeah. It- <laughs> it's. Turned kind of into an alcohol-fueled frenzy. Okay. And it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure I would want to go out into the street, but it'd be fun to, to observe.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of its own winter Halloween
0: night Yeah, kind of, kind of Because right. the feast of St. Nicholas is on the 6th mm-hmm. That is when they celebrate the actual, well, some say the actual person that became St. Nicholas or Santa mm-hmm. Claus And the night before that is for his dark counterpart Okay, would be the, the Halloween, the All Hallows' Eve to yeah. All Saints' Day cool, cool. Yeah. He has been used on greeting cards for holiday greeting cards. Maybe the scariest Happy (laughs) Holidays card you'll ever get.
1: Let's see. Which couples do we not like very much? Send them a Krampus card. (laughs) I like it.
0: We should do that next year. Uh (laughs)
1: Uh-huh.
0: I know some people that'll get a Krampus card.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) They've been used in... uh, He's been represented in all sorts of media. Now he's got a major movie. Mm -hmm. But he very slowly has made his way over to American culture who... We've just been eating him up like ice cream. Yeah. We have a demented culture, Americans. I don't know if you know this or not, but (laughs) we're pretty messed up most of the time. And things like evil Santa are things that we really get behind for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not a part of it, I'm just calling it to your attention. (laughs) So Krampus is more of a, a Christmas themed monster. Mm-hmm. Than the other ones that we have on our list, but I feel I felt like we needed to talk specifically about him because of the movie, and yeah. we said that we would kind of discuss the differences between the two. So
1: right. Moving on. Well, going around the world a different direction, because a lot of of what we talk about is um, European and American, but in Asian culture, specifically in Japan, there is a really cool one that's called Yukiona.
0: I love the story of Yukiona.
1: So Yukiona basically means snow woman.
0: Yes. That's a literal translation. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: But what she is, is she's actually considered a spirit. She's um, often depicted as more of a ghost, but in Japanese culture is more considered like a, almost a fairy kind of spirit. Her whole shtick is that she walks about in the snow, wanders, she's dead, she's a spirit, but she, she wanders about in the snow and looks for lost or weary travelers. So, you know, the legend has it that if you get lost in a snowstorm, that chances are Yukiona will take your life. There are lots of stories as to her origin. Uh, Some say that she was a woman who got lost in the snow and froze to death and now haunts, you know, um, there's stories of Yukiona spirits who were people who got trapped in their car. You know, there's mm-hmm. some modern ones, there's some ancient ones. Right. Some say that it is the spirit of a woman who lost her baby during the snow because the doctor couldn't get to her. There's all sorts of stories. Yeah. There are also stories about interactions with Yukiona. One of my favorites is it's the most famous and most widespread story of Yukiona and the story goes that an old man and his son were walking around I'm sorry an old man and his grandson were walking around in a snowstorm and the snowstorm got worse and worse and they got lost and they ran across a beautiful but but just harrowing looking woman she was pale with blue skin and long black hair terrifying but beautiful and And the woman grabs the old man by the face and drains him of his life and leaves his body frozen and cold in the snow. Right. And she turns to the young man and tries to do the same, but something stops her. And she says, young man, you are so beautiful. I have to let you go. I can't kill you. I can't destroy you. And she says, but no matter what, you can never tell anyone of this encounter. If you tell anyone, I will come to you. And I will kill you. And he agrees. Years later, he's grown up. He's, uh, he's met a beautiful woman. He's decided that he's going to marry her. And they get married. And they have a little house. And they have a few children. And they live very happily. And one night, he turns to his wife, who he loves very, very much, and says, I've never told you this because I, I said I wouldn't. But every time I look at you, I'm reminded of the strangest event from my childhood. And he tells her, He tells his wife about meeting Yukiona. And in that moment, the story goes several different ways. One version is that she melts into a puddle and he's left sad and alone. Another version is that she kills him instantly. Yeah. But my favorite is that she takes pity on him because of their children and because she loves him. And she reveals herself to be the Yukiona spirit and says, you know, I will spare your life and then melt into a puddle. Right. Which is, you know, I, I think I like that one better because, you know, for the kids. But <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, sure, no, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, um, if that story sounds familiar to you, you have probably seen... What's the name of that movie? It's the, the 1990... Tales, Tales from the Dark Tales Side. Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Yeah.
0: The kind of spin-off Tales from the Crypt that never yeah. was. Tales from the Crypt 2 that never got made. Yep. It was made into that. Um, uh, there's yeah. a
1: story about a gargoyle that is virtually the same story so the
0: the segment is called the lover's vow mm-hmm. so pretty creepy And I, I mean it's it's I, definitely creepy i kind of like the story better with the uh, yukiona better than the the gargoyle mhm it honestly it makes a little more sense yeah but yeah that is a a classic classic story and yukiona is not it's not just one Entity? No, it's not. No, it's, um, it could be any. It's
1: it's a yeah. It's a word used to describe any of these snow beast women. These no snow spirit. spirit women. And um, there,
0: uh, in some lore, she's not a a ghost per se, but a spirit of the snow.
1: Yes, and they're also like a natural force. Yes, and in some stories, her entire. I told you about one of the origins was that she was a mother who lost her baby. Well, there is a widespread belief that she, her entire deal is to deprive mothers of their babies in the snow. And that if you are lost in the snow and if you're pregnant or have a small child, that you will lose your child with, because Yukiona will steal the, the child's soul basically steal their life force so that's kind of terrifying and creepy and
0: uh yeah makes you shiver a little bit yeah so speaking of natural force spirits there's another one from america actually that isn't necessarily specifically winter related but it is usually the the stories about this creature are usually told in the setting of winter Mm -hmm. and that spirit is the wendigo Mm -hmm. Now, the Wendigo is a Native American legend from, oh gosh, I don't want to call it any specific tribes because I know I'm going to get it wrong, yeah but kind of northern middle America, like Mm Montana-ish and northern, north of that, where it is said that the, the Wendigo is the spirit of the forest, and if a person goes up into the forest and is so lost and so in trouble that he has to resort to cannibalism, Mm -hmm. the spirit of the Wendigo will invade that person's body and turn them into this creature. Mm -hmm. This horrifying, like, monstrous thing. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow mentions him in The Song of Hiawatha. There's a very popular short story written by Algernon Blackwood about the Wendigo. Yes. And... That's the one that I know probably the best. It's, you know, exactly like the legend says. This man shows up out of nowhere and starts, you know, eating people. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out what's going on, and it's the Wendigo.
1: Yeah. Also... It's they... also
0: very reminiscent of the movie Ravenous. Yes.
1: They, well, they actually specifically mention the Wendigo. Do they? I've they do. only
0: seen that movie a couple of times. They do. But mm-hmm. kind of the same thing, It this vile spirit of tainted human flesh mm-hmm. gives the host... Superpowers, and in the Algernon Blackwood story, it allows him to run unnaturally fast, like almost like a deer. Mm-hmm. But when when then when they find him, he's complaining that his feet are made of fire, so it's a very painful thing. There's also another version of the story. There was a TV show called. Uh,
1: there is a movie called Masters called
0: of Wendigo Horror, Wendigo,
1: as well. Is there?
0: Mm-hmm. What? Uh...
1: I don't know who's in it. I don't know. It came out, um, not extremely recently, but within the last 10 years.
0: I don't recall this.
1: I only remember that because I went to video review and I was looking for a horror movie and the guy suggested it and said it would be out in another week. And that was back when video review was open. So, <laughs> but it was not long before they closed.
0: Uh, it looks like there was a, a Wendigo movie in 2001. Okay. There was a Wendigo movie in 1995. Okay. And in 1978.
1: Okay, maybe it was two thousand one. Maybe it was just that long ago. <laughs> well, there
0: you go. There was also a short film based on the Blackwood story in two thousand
1: eight. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently
0: so. We we'll need to find that.
1: Maybe that's what it was. I feel like two thousand eight would have been when I was at Video Review.
0: Oh, well, the one that I the the movie that the video version that I know the best is from the TV show Fear itself. Okay. Uh, there's one of the episodes, it's one of those episodic shows where each episode is a different horror story. Yeah. And one of them is about the Wendigo. I think it's actually called the Wendigo. Okay. And the Wendigo is played by Doug Jones. Oh! Who is, like, in, he's the fawn and the, the blind man in... Uh, In Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. He's the body, not the voice, but he's the actor who portrays uh, Abraham... The the fish guy in Yes. Uh Hellboy.
1: And he's um he's Hocus Pocus. He's the he's zombie. In Ho- he's
0: in Hocus Pocus, yeah. He's he's the zombie in Hocus Pocus. He's been in everything and no one's ever seen his real face. But his he shows his real face in the Windigo story and he no is. No one's ever creepy. seen his
1: real face. No, he's That's always what in, you just
0: said. <laughs> he's always in makeup. Okay. But he he's just He's this tall, really, really tall, extremely thin. He looks like an emaciated human being, Mm -hmm. but he's not. He's just shaped that way. Yeah. So when he comes back from the woods and he starts turning into the Wendigo, they don't really do a whole lot of makeup and prosthetics for him. He just like takes off his shirt and you can see the ribs. Wow. And he's just this creepy, lanky thing stalking about trying to eat these kids. Oh, it's terrifying. But Jug Jones, awesome.
1: I want to meet that guy and I be fe- his best friend. I feel like Doug Jones should at some point play Ichabod Crane.
0: He absolutely should. Right? He would make a killer Ichabod. Right.
1: Um, no no offense to Johnny Depp. He did fine, but uh, he did he did
0: okay. <laughs> he did what he could. He did just fine. <laughs> he did what he could with that part. So the Wendigo and Yukiona and Krampus really to an extent are kind of these natural beings. Yes. They are specific natural beings. There are some winter tales of beasts that come out of the cold the uh, the one that that pops most readily into my head is the Wampa
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. yes
0: okay so Wampas aren't a folk tale it's the Star Wars they c- monster well, I mean on they,
1: they very much are a folktale Star Wars is a huge part of our that's, of they, our well, culture that's fair yeah
0: it's it's that's,
1: that's they're that's, just not a folk folk tale that pertains to this planet. Or That's galaxy. True. That's true. Or time.
0: <laughs> so yeah. But there is a monster very much like the Wampa, and that is the Yeti. Yes. Do you know much about the Yeti?
1: I, I know that in that, that they are similar to the Bigfoot or Sasquatch of North America and that they are somewhat similar to the Yowie of Asian culture, not the um not <laughs> the one of Aborigine culture. Right. Well, the Aboriginal one is very, very similar to Bigfoot, but they're like a cold weather Bigfoot, right? Uh,
0: pretty much. Yeah, mostly in the Himalayas. Okay. And it's really interesting that the stories of this, you know, large ape-like creature have come out of those cultures at about the same time as the stories of a large ape-like creature have come out of North American culture, Mm -hmm. and it. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do an episode on cryptozoology yeah. at some point, because yeah. there's just so much to go into there.
1: As an anthropology major, I would really like to discuss that.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so we'll get into that sometime about the implications behind why we have Sasquatch and mm-hmm. and the Yeti and other beasts like it. But Yeti in particular is I mean, it's it's all the normal stuff. People have sightings of him and there's some footprint stuff and people have found hair samples, but no one's really quote unquote seen the thing. There's not a whole lot to talk about with the Yeti. Yeah. He's kinda just a, a big thing.
1: Yeah. He's an ape like creature, lives in the snow in the mountains. In the snow in the mountains um, has been
0: said to raid villages from time to time and steal food and Kill dogs. and.
1: He's covered in hair. White hair. White hair, yeah. Supposed to
0: have white hair and black skin. Like okay. a polar bear. Like a polar bear. Yeah.
1: Polar bears have
0: black skin and white hair. Well, clear hair.
1: Clear hair, yeah.
0: Well, I've not gotten close enough to a Yeti to know whether their hair is actually white or clear.
1: I, I think I'm glad that you haven't gotten that close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Closest thing to a Sasquatch that I've ever seen is my old roommate, like That's fair, yeah. For those of you listening, if you listen to classy ring attire as well, You know who Beardsley is. The man's a Sasquatch. Anyway, moving further into Europe. We're back into Europe now, but this now in the the Scandinavian area. Norway, Finland, that sort of area. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites is the, the, the Trolls. Yeah. It's less wintry and more that those areas of the world are cold all the time. Mm-hmm. So they, they they do fit into the category, but they're uh, trolls are just fun. And let's be clear, I'm not talking about the little naked things with spiky up hair where they have a jewel in their belly and you rub it and make a wish.
1: Are those not real trolls? Those are
0: not <laughs> real trolls. <laughs> I'm talking about the large bulbous... Grumpy, murderous things from mm-hmm. Norse mythology. Yes, we actually were having a laugh about that because the movie Troll Hunter is on Netflix, and that movie is stinking hilarious.
1: Uh, yes, that was <laughs> that was a good watch. I enjoyed it,
0: <laughs> and we were laughing about it because we didn't actually get a chance to do the Twelve Days of Christmas Netflix thing with IBA like we wanted to. Yeah, but I was trying to petition to have Troll Hunter put on the list mm-hmm. because. I mean, think about it. If Frosty the Snowman is a Christmas movie, then Troll Hunter should absolutely be a Christmas movie.
1: That's fair. That is absolutely fair. Right?
0: Yes. I mean, it, neither of them have anything to do with Christmas. But there's a lot of snow. Yep. And there, there's a lot of snow.
1: Snow is Christmas?
0: Sure, unless you live in North Carolina.
1: Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> and then 82 degrees is
0: Christmas on Christmas day mm-hmm. it was wonderful but trolls are a lot of fun They're, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes behind trolls things like trolls can smell the blood of a Christian man mm-hmm. and they they hunt Christians yeah uh things like they have this unbelievable stench mm-hmm Like, they always smell bad no matter what. They turn to stone if they are exposed to the light of day. They eat sheep primarily. Okay. Like, they'll just round up sheep and eat them. That
1: probably, you know, explains the smell. That would explain a lot of the smell,
0: yeah. You spend most of your time in sheep country (laughs) looking for sheep. (laughs) And supposedly they speak ancient Norse. Okay. Who knew? I mean, no one speaks it now. So we yeah. wouldn't be able to converse with the troll, but they're, they're fun to think about. I suggest you go watch Troll Hunter if you haven't seen it.
1: Yes, I highly recommend it. Stick it's with it for, for a little bit. It's, so much it's fun. worth it.
0: Now, don't get that confused with Trolls 2. No, that's
1: not good. That is, not, is good.
0: not the same movie. That is literally considered one of the worst films ever made. Ever. Yes, I, I would agree with ever. that. <laughs> uh, so don't watch Troll 2 unless you're drinking. Absinthe. Absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> And not Troll in Central Park either, because that's a different movie too. That one's a bit weird. That's the animated one where there's the, the troll that lives yeah. in Central Park and there's a little girl that gets attacked by the, the forces of darkness. Yeah. That's a weird movie. I've,
1: I've seen that once.
0: Yeah, that's from like 1992. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's all that we have for today, tonight. That's all that we have for tonight. If there are any winter type folklore monsters or tales or anything that you wanted that you wanted us to talk about that we didn't get to, please let us know. You can always send us comments on Facebook at facebook.com/slash All Always.
1: That's right. We always welcome questions and suggestions. Uh, you can email us at allhallowsalways@gmail.com at gmail.com and let us know how we can guide you through the coldness of winter.
0: <laughs> or you can tweet at us on Twitter. The handle is at without the S. And we also have a website, which is irrelevantbutawesome.blogspot.com for the big irrelevant but awesome site. And also allhallowsalways.blogspot.com If you're looking for just us.
1: If you are looking on irrelevantbutawesome.blogspot.com, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Classy Ring Attire. It's all about wrestling and wrestling and (laughs) fun stuff like that.
0: And IBA is still going with their watch-through of the West Wing. Until next time, stay warm and good night.
1: And happy Halloween! always an irrelevant but awesome production.